Welcome back to Black Friday on Fear, Realm's Horror Channel. With the store plunged into darkness and demons from hell on the loose, Bob, Tanya, and the other Mart Club employees are facing the threat of imminent death and dismemberment. But hey, maybe it'll get them out of actually working Black Friday, right? But first, a word from our sponsor. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I'm so loving Fred Armisen's performance, I just wanted to say. You know, in, in in lesser hands, it could come off as cartoonish, but Fred is just so perfect for this character. It's like the role of Bob was written for him. There's a reason why Portlandia and Saturday Night Live are classics. But I won't detain you any longer. It's time to see what new horrors await in Black Friday, Episode 3. Happy Horror Days, listeners! Let's start with a riddle. What do you get when you mix? Four retail workers, three tortured demons, two sliding doors, and a possessed stoner by the trash bin. Why, the plot of the previous episode. <laughs> what? I like that punchline. And some punching's about to happen. And running. And screaming. Lots of screaming. <laughs> Now, we return to our friendly local Mart Club as Demon Drew takes an axe to grind on his co-workers. Oh, Drew's not here right now, but you can leave a message. I'll make sure he gets it. Kyle, go! <laughs> oh, better yet, tell him yourself. Drew squatted in a strange frog-like pose, his arms stretching to an impossible length as they wrapped around Marcy's leg. His jaw dislocated, and he lowered his mouth toward the screaming Marcy. Marcy! Tanya chucked the heavy-duty flashlight down the aisle and hit Drew smack in the nose. He let go of Marcy. And fell like dead weight to the floor. Tanya! Drew! He's. He's. 
Mark Club Shoppers. Our Black Friday cinema specials provide wholesome family entertainment. We've slashed prices on holiday picks like Skyscraper Hostage, a Christmas movie, and Child Murders Home Invaders 5. Functional, fashionable, and physically responsible. That's the Mark Club word. Tanya, we've got to get Marcy's light. Bob shifted his grip on the plastic sword. Tanya slowly guided Marcy off her vest, and both crept down the aisle. The flashlight stopped spinning. The beam pointed away from Drew's face. In the dimness, it was impossible to tell if his eyes were open or closed. What are you waiting for? Grab the damn thing and let's go! Me? It's on your side! You have the weapon! Well, sort of. No, you're in charge. You grab it! You want to know what happens to the one black person in every horror movie? It isn't pretty, and it's not going to be me! Oh yeah, like it's any better to be a gay Latino in a horror movie? Fine. We'll rock, paper, scissors this. But we agree neither of us would survive a movie, right? Good thing this isn't a movie because I plan on all of us making it home tonight safe and sound. Rock, (laughs) paper, scissors, (laughs) go. Ah, damn it. Bob gritted his teeth, shifted his grip on the -the glow-in-the-dark sword and slowly leaned down to pick up the flashlight. All right, here we go. Drew's eyes snapped open. His lips turned into a twisted grin, and he rolled over, snapping at Bob's ankles. Got my ankle! Well, so much for that. Tanya's legs snapped out, her foot connecting with Drew's face once, twice, faster than Jackie Chan after two gallons of coffee. Drew flew back and slammed into the wall, knocking over a display of Mark Club brand energy drinks. Run! The retail crew bolted for the front of the store with Kyle in the lead and Bob bringing up the rear. I think he's angry, guys. No, you think? Demon Drew hopped onto the top shelf. He was barely visible in low lighting as he leapt from one top shelf to the next, moving twice as fast. I'm gonna make it! Speak for yourself! Bob's lungs burned and his chest ached. He was too old to be running from demon-possessed stoners in the toy section. Drew launched himself off the top of the action figure aisle and landed in front of Bob. Jingle bells, my skin smells like a rotten egg. (laughs) Oh, what fun it is to sing a slaying song tonight. (laughs) Drew's wide grin tore at the corners of his mouth. He raised his fingers and Bob watched in horror as his bones grew through his fingertips, forming sharpened claws while he cackled like a madman. (laughs) There was nowhere to go. Nothing behind Bob but a section full of cheap made-in-China junk and a basement door painted shut. That's it! The basement door! He grabbed Marcy's hand, then Tanya's. What the hell are you doing? There's no time to explain. Come with me if you want to live. The trio raced through the aisle. Toddler toys on one side, stuffed animals on the other. The basement door loomed far ahead. Someone had put a three-by-three-foot metal basket full of kickballs in front of it. Bob let go of their hands to push it aside, but somehow only succeeded in knocking it over. 
Drew turned the corner. When the tidal wave of rubber balls came bouncing toward him, he froze. A sea of balls in blue, orange, pink, and sparkly black buried him. The door's stuck. Stand aside, ladies. I've got this. I don't think your box cutter is going to work. He's gonna get us! Not on my watch. Yeah, here we go. Paint on the door. Why? There. Now pull and hold the door. Let's go. Hurry. Didn't open it for us. Drew fought to his feet, crushing his bone talons around a bright red kickball. <laughs> oh, you'll be sorry you did that. Get it? Uh, I don't. Bob? Not yet. Drew lowered his head and charged through the aisle like a reindeer in a snowglobe shot. Wait for it. Wait for it. And now! Tanya swung the basement door wide, and Demon Drew charged right in. Oh, fudgesicles. Adios, Drew. Jeez, how many stairs were there, Bob? Uh, he must have smashed his way through the last of them. Well, good riddance. You guys okay? Barely. <laughs> well, aren't you just a bunch of smart Christmas cookies? Up to snow good! Bob punched Drew in the face, his flight instinct finally making way for fight. <laughs> <laughs> Our retail crew did what retail does best, reorganized the stock. Bob, Tanya, Marcy, and Kyle secured the basement door using whatever they could find. Okay, what in the holy holiday hell is going on in this store? A combination bicycle lock hooked through the rubber ball's wire basket, filled with the heaviest Lego sets Mark Club had. That's as good as it's gonna get, ladies. Okay, okay. Now, what the hell are they? There has to be something in the procedure book. Zombies? Zombies don't talk, idiot. They don't move like that either. Hmm, I didn't realize you were such an expert on the undead, Mr. Believing in the Supernatural is for idiots. Everyone waited for Kyle's theory. Uh... Undead? Undead-ish? Undeadites! How about ghoulites? Okay, you win. There's no rational explanation for what happened to Drew. I don't know. Drugs can really fuck you up. <laughs> Truth. There's nothing in the book about this. Drew's face was all screwed up. Just like the mannequin in the basement. <gasps> what if the mannequin in the basement was Richard? A cold, heavy feeling settled in his gut. It was all connected. The weirdness in the basement, Richard's disappearance, and Drew's transformation. I've got it. Someone put a curse on me to prevent me from bringing the milk home. Seriously, not everything's about you, Bob. This could be. <laughs> Guys, over here. 
Darcy, you okay? I don't think so. My arm. <laughs> I think it might be broken. <laughs> broken? They had all heard her crying at the end of the aisle and simply thought she was having a tough time processing. Marcy, why didn't you say anything? Tanya dropped to her knees and gingerly examined Marcy's arm. <laughs> I know it's a lot of paperwork. This whole night is a mountain of paperwork. Especially if we can't find Richard. Yes, about that. So when I was in the basement... Can it, Bob? This is a serious break. The procedure book says we should secure the scene and call an ambulance. Huh, fat chance of that. The phones are still out. The more you move around, the more potential damage you do to the nerves. We need to get this blended and get you out of here. Will this qualify for workers' comp? I think so. Uh, we're all still on the clock, right? You're forgetting about those weirdos outside the store? We're not going anywhere with them out there. Maybe they're gone. Do you think they're related to what happened with Drew? Ow. I don't think workers' comp will cover Drew's situation. I don't think anybody knows what's going on. There's a first aid kit in the manager's office. <laughs> the office? Screw that. We have them on the shelf in the camping section. Aisle 16, B-side, about three-quarters of the way back next to the mosquito repellent. I thought they'd be over by the pharmacy. Those just have band-aids and burn ointment. If you want serious first aid, you go to the sporting goods section. Everybody knows that. Do the first aid kits in sporting goods have splints? Uh, no. Then they're useless to us. We need something to stabilize her arm without doing any damage. That means a splint, Kyle. Those are in pharmacy. Uh, I don't think I can make it that far. Not there and out to the parking lot. Oh, I feel dizzy. She needs pain meds, too. Kyle, you stay here with Marcy. Bob, you're coming with me to pharmacy. Well, what if those creatures get in here? Or what if Drew gets through the door? Uh, try firing this. A, a freaking toy crossbow? What the hell am I supposed to do with this? The arrows have plungers at the end. Make do and quit your whining. We'll be right back. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. On a remote island in Frigid Lake Superior, a fabricated creature birthed from the mind of a disturbed genius stalks the very people who created it. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling author Scott Sigler is a classic tale of science gone horribly wrong. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Bob saw his opportunity to tell Tanya his theory. Hey, um, I think I know what happened to Richard. Remember that weird mannequin I keep mentioning and, and the foxy boxy I found in the basement? I'm still trying to forget. Well, what if that mannequin was Richard? Before Bob could say more, Tanya stopped dead in her tracks. Dim light filtered in through the front doors with shadowy specks reflecting the blowing snow outside. Bob tried to keep from looking at the locked front doors, afraid window liquor would still be there. Eventually, he just couldn't help himself. He had to look. <laughs> the man with the fish hooks in his face stood before them, staring in. Snow fell on his bald head and immediately melted. The small space around his feet was also free of snow. He'd been standing there for a while. God, his eyes, they're completely black. What do you think they want? Our livers with some fava beans and a nice Chianti? Probably. Seriously, Bob. Supernatural or not, they want something where they wouldn't be hanging around. Something made them come here tonight. If we want to leave, we need to find out what it is. But first, we need to get a splint from RC. Come on. Bob gave Hookface one last look before rushing after her, sensing his eyes boring into the side of his head until they were long out of sight. At least the pharmacy has more emergency lights. Mark Club has a problem with people shoplifting. Uh, oh yeah, remember that one time they caught this old fart in an electric scooter cramming a bottle of NyQuil right up his keister? Right there in the aisle too. <laughs> White people are crazy. Bob, do you know which aisle the analgesics are in? Uh, I'll take this one. You take that one? Shout if you need me. So, what's the plan? We get Marcy some painkillers and splint it up and then get the hell out of here before things get weirder. No, I meant the plan to deal with Hookface, Window Licker, and Bonehead. You're giving them names now? Sounds better than the Monster Trio. That just sounds like a band you'd listen to. How do you know what I listen to? How can I not? You're always walking around with the volume cranked all the way up. Bingo! What do you think is better, acetaminophen or ibuprofen? Mm, the second one. You okay over there? Yeah, just trying to get this box down. Hold on a second, let me, uh... Here. Thanks. De nada. What is that anyway? A holiday gift set of Axe Body Spray? He asked me what my plan was to deal with your monster trio. You're gonna choke them to death with Kyle's favorite deodorant? No, Bob. Aerosol spray plus fire equals portable flamethrower. The choking scent of Dude Bro is just the backup plan. I'd grab a real one from the garden center, but it's on the other side of the store. Wait, we sell flamethrowers? 
We'll grab a Zippo from the registers. Hold these splints and gauze for me. Mm -hmm. What's the problem with my plan? Well, have you ever seen someone make one of those makeshift flamethrowers? I had this cousin in Tampa named Luis who knew someone that did. The fire traveled right up the stream and the can exploded in his face. He said the guy's face looked like the inside of Abuelas Tamales, even after the skin grafts. If we don't get Marcy to a hospital, she could go into shock or worse. I don't know how to set a broken bone, Bob. Do you? No, but I'm just saying your solution is as dangerous to you as it is to them. Maybe more. Going in guns blazing is going to get somebody hurt even worse. Maybe even dead. We already lost Drew. What the shit is that? Bob followed her flashlight beam to a lump of glowing green ooze dripping from the side of a plastic-covered pallet. She tracked the flow of the ooze over to where Bob's Coca-Cola display stood, soaked in goo. Ugh! Damn it! Now I have to start all over again! What is that stuff? No! Don't touch it! You don't know where it's been or what it is! Oh, right. What the hell is wrong with me? Earlier, when we first saw those things outside, it was the same. I couldn't stop looking at them. It was like... like they were whispering to me. This ooze, it feels the same, but it can't be alive, can it? Huh? What? Wait, what's that? <laughs> what the hell is that sound? I don't know, you're the boss, you tell me! A strange red fog rolled along the concrete floor, brushing lightly against their legs, followed by a painful chill. Bob tried to lift his feet away, but there was nowhere to go that the fog wasn't touching. Ah, Bob, what did you eat? There was the same reeking rotten egg stink Bob picked up in the basement. He pinched his nose. (coughs) That's not me. Well, if it's not you, then what is it? (sighs) Another judgment. A horrible feeling settled in the pit of Bob's stomach. The hairs on the back of his neck and arms stood on end, as if lightning were about to strike. Above, emergency lights flashed, sparked, and went out. Ah! Grab the med supplies. Hurry! This place is going to hell! See, the thing about horror is there's no guarantee that anyone will make it out alive. I mean, with Zombie Drew trapped in the basement and the store engulfed in sulfur-scented hell mist, I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, it's only a matter of time before we lose more team members. What do you think, huh? Place your bets on who's going down next. Okay, join me again next time for episode four and maybe a little insight into just what is going on at Mart Club. Thanks for joining us. See you then. You're listening to Fear, Black Friday. Created and produced by Realm. Your portal to another world. Listen away. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. 
and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Black Friday is created and written by E.A. Copen, Produced by Diana M. Foe and Haley Wagreich. And executive produced by Fred Armisen, Julian Yap, and Molly Barton. Starring Fred Armisen, Brian Fairley, Tiana Camacho, Aaron Costaganis, Debbie Derryberry, Will Choi, Dwayne Hill, Alec Lawless, Alex Cazares, Jeff Shine, Chris Okawa, Marco Antonio Rodriguez, and Stephanie Shea. Audio produced, directed, and sound designed by Fred Greenhalgh. Additional editing by Corey Barton. Original music composition and orchestration by Hashem Asadolahi, with digital orchestration by Andrew Rowan, and performances by Pete McCann, Andrew Washburn, April Guthrie, Harrison Kirk, Joey Lamb, and Hashem Asadolahi. Original cover art by Annie Wu. Executive in charge for Realm, Mary Asadolahi. Fear is produced by Mary Asadolahi and Haley Wagreich. Associate produced by Nicole Kreuter and Alexis Latshaw. Executive produced by Molly Barton, Julian Yap, and Marcy Wiseman. Hosted by Pun Van Du. Audio editing by Felicia Dominguez. Original theme by Hashem Asadolahi. Featuring drummer Andrew Niven and mixed by Max Kuttner. Cover art by Kendall Thomas. Find more shows like Fear by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at realm.fm. <laughs>